0: And it's the stars are bright all through the night. I'm the sound of your love as I held you tight. So long, the good. Tonight, my generation will it right. We're not just making promises. We know we'll never keep. There's too many bad. There's too many people making too many problems. There's not much love to go round. I see this is the night yeah this is the world we live in, and these are the hands we give given, oh, and let's stop trying, to make it a place we're fighting for, this is the world we're living, oh, and these are the hands we're stand up and let's touch showing. Oh,
1: All right, guys. So the One Man Plays Land of Confusion video, when I found it, had literally a thousand views. And it was uploaded on September 24th, 2012. This guy has amazing teeth, by the way. Uh, (laughs) uh, Makes me aspire to want to have those teeth. Uh, But now it's up to 76,000 views. I mean, this guy is a real talent. Uh, He's pretty incredible, isn't he? So um, welcome everyone to the Tory Says Show. It's December 8th, 2020. I'm still in Arlington, Virginia right now. Uh, And I'll be headed to the Capitol later I wanted to um, kind of tell you guys some news. So starting next year, I will be, for those that are in Ohio, and I think, I mean, you could stream it anywhere, I'll be on 1100 AM. Um, I'll let you guys know the exact date. I'm starting in January. uh, But you can catch me on uh, Brick and Mortar Radio 2 now. Uh, So that that was an interesting... uh, uh, you know, addition. So I guess, uh, I, I, well, I do know that it'll be Sundays. So the days that I'm not, uh, with you, uh, you'll hear me on iHeart on Sundays. Uh, so, um, so that's great. I will be a little bit more, not so flexible with my, um, no, I mean, unless I have a beep button, right? Maybe I can have a beep button. Peep. Um, so, so Ohio peeps, yeah, I'll be in their studio doing it rather than doing it from wherever I am, and it'll be kind of like I was before, um, where I withheld my 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 what the fakery rather than fuckery that I used to say. <laughs> I used to say "fakery," so we'll stick with that. Uh, but I, I, maybe I'll get a beep button so I could just beep, 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 and people will know. So uh, I just wanted—I <laughs> just wanted to let you guys know that. So we're having a lot of developments today. Is December eighth? Today is Safe Harbor Day. Everyone's like, it's not constitutional. It's not this. It Doesn't matter. I already uh, told the world that I sat in and I and I listened to the governors' association and what they said about December eighth. So whatever anybody's tweeting, you know they're tweeting from an outside perspective on that one because you know if we've infiltrated Zoom calls and Slacks and whatever and Signal chats of many, not just those that are sitting on the left fence, but those that are sitting on the right. You obviously know we're sitting in on everything. So um, that's what a good uh, operation like the Quantum Intelligence Group does. Quig, Quig. Remember Quix? Q-I-X. How would that be? Q-U-I-X is... uh, No, it's Q-U-X. Darn it. I always said it should have been Q-I-X, but... Q U X, I asked you guys, how is that pronounced? And when it was shown to me, this device that that it's been developed by the amazing Gavin and and the the shadow guy that no one sees, and as we're sitting there putting this device together, which I'm sure Millie will um let you guys know once it's fully developed, it's gonna totally hijack um, Roku, Google dongles. There's no banning here. Yeah, Cux device. There we go. Cux, right? Q-U-X is pronounced Cux. That's what I said. So, um, you know, it was kind of a playoff from Quig, which is uh, Q-I-G. But anyway, it's all right. So um, where are we at? We're seeing, like, a lot of things happen. Um, I'm a little bit salty that uh, Rudy Giuliani got covid on the day he got covid am um, when to hold my tongue on that one for a bit. But, um, I, I told you guys, Millie was going to be coming out and, uh, giving you an update. She did now. Um, and I'm going to tell you, um, what I see and what we need to know for today. So, obviously, I'm going to start with Tucker. I know everybody started hating on Tucker. You know, we need to cut people. Um, we need to step back and watch people. We all know Tucker's history. know who his dad is. We also know who Tucker is as a Tucker, okay? And so, I'm really glad that everybody in the mainstream media is now catching up to what we were talking about in 2019, which is China, 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 China. Because, see, my listeners know that the only way that you can solve a problem is by looking at history and we know that uh, history repeats itself but history also tells us that the only reason that China 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 is allowed to do what they do is because we created them so how are you going to destroy your own baby you don't so, uh, you know, for those of you that are Tory says listeners, you already know why. So when you see people saying, Oh, the China, China's doing this, China's doing that. All of you know, well, no one's doing anything and why, and I'll give you a really good example. So, um, I don't know if you guys had ever really focused on, I mean, I talked about it and I wrote about it, but Linux and his stupid investigation, stupid leaking Linux, like he would get away with things. What a tool, um, Everybody at the State Department is pretty much useless. We already know this for a fact because they're all idiots. They, they they sit there, these careers, and they pretend like they know what they're doing. It's like throwing pasta to the wall to see when is it al dente and we can use it. Well, when President Trump got into office, he placed real minds into key areas. So the one problem that we had, because I know a lot of people like CIA, oh my gosh, FBI, Nope. The the intelligence community reaches out to all agencies. So we've got our own intelligence community in 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 the Department of Energy, in uh, the Department of Transport, in the Department of Interior, HUD. You know the 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 whole nine yards. Um, hold on a second, Nathaniel, are you going to stay? Okay, that was um uh this guy that is dropping something off. He's flying out today. Okay. So I have people in my room. Um, so, hey, I'm bringing you into my room. Um, so anyway, where was I? So yeah. So we have intelligence community factions within our other agencies. So um, So the State Department is key. The State Department is what does all the relationships, right? International office specifically uh, with all countries, um, all countries. And um, China is one of them. So I want you guys to kind of do your own little homework. We could talk about this. Um, uh, at a, a, I, I want to write an article about this, actually. I will try to, um, um, to get that done this week. But I had spoken about the international office and how, how everybody that Trump appointed were being pushed out by the careers. Anyway, so uh, the first task that many people... Uh, within, uh, you know, the Trump administration when they entered uh, for all agencies uh, was to tackle the Chinese problem. And so as we're trying to tackle the Chinese problem. They task people, useless clowns, idiots. I would have to say that, you know, some of my favorite idiots are like Molly Fee. You know, it's like useless gathering dust. I mean, look at the people that are there. Victoria Newland, freaking Bill Taylor, you know, Kent, like all of these people are just complete idiots. And and they're just pretentious too, but they love their uh, United Bank of Switzerland black card, which one day we'll talk about my internship there, um, air quotes. So um, one of those tasks was to kind of, uh, you know, figure out what the heck is going on with China. Now, Not everybody that works within the government or um, is in law enforcement, let's be honest, right, are so well versed in um, history to understand the origins of problems. See, in order to tackle a problem, you have to find the source, right? The source of the problem. And the source of the problem is 1945 when we let the nationalist Chinese die at the hands of the communists because we embargoed all the weapons we were going to send them that were approved, by the way. Um, And then we sent them way too late. And then when they got the ship that was parked away, they had broken weapons. So we helped the communists take over China. This is fact. This isn't like, oh, I'm just hypothetically speaking. This is like documented. There's evidence of the Senate having all these conversations, the bills being passed, the military aid being provided, the ships we were sending them, and the nationalist Chinese were asking us for help. Guess what we did? Shafted them with the communists. Why? Well, just like we did to the Koreans. We made a deal, and we split Korea in half. They didn't even have the Koreans in the conversation, okay? Koreans were not in the conversation. It was Stalin, Roosevelt, and Churchill, and they sat down with their mustaches and cigars and said, we need to separate them and give one part to the commies and the other ones to, to the Japanese. That's basically what happened. South Korea was assigned to Japan, and then North Korea was assigned to the Soviets which then lost control to the Chinese because the Chinese took over China the Chinese Communists took over China. We these Western nations did that. Let's be straight, okay? Straight. So, having said that, not everybody does know that because this is real history, and we're not taught real history in school since nineteen ten, right? They've started diluting actual history. So, Here we are at the point where people are, you know, working with these nations that we help create. So if we created China, right, we created them in order to do what they need to do because we thought we were smarter. Right. The Western people thought they were smarter than the Chinese. You've got to be insane. If you think the Chinese are just gonna sit there and let you take advantage, they're like, Yeah, okay. Have you guys seen South Park? Have you guys seen the 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 Chiriwak, right guy? He's sneaky, right? That's exactly how the Chinese are. They don't they they'll sit there, they'll play the game, and then they'll just sit back and watch you destroy yourself and cannibalize yourself, and then they'll come in. They're patient. I mean, if you look at their history from the dynasties, these people don't go like the Mongols riding on the horses. They build walls you can see from space. So if you think... That you, the new guy on the, you know, on the block with your baby nation that's been around two hundred years, right, is going to go and do a one-up on people that have been here for eight thousand years and have built a wall that can be seen from space. You've got to be fucking insane. Excuse my friend he's love to hang out in my computers too. I'm sure they're in yours too. <laughs> but, like, gosh, you're so stupid. It's like saying, these ants are going to kill me. But, you know, the lion, you know, hanging out, hungry, coming at you is like, yeah, that's no big deal. Just like <laughs> nothing to see here. Focus on the ant. Focus on the ant. Um, so here's where our international office is being a very big deal. You need to look back to the people that Trump appointed and they're all gone, by the way, that we're trying to get down to it with China. I think there was one person by the name of Mari Stahl. They crucified this person saying she was mean and hurt our feelings because she threw a paper back at everyone. And she said, this is rubbish. Yeah, it is. Because, hey, my my 15 year old, uh, you know, and maybe even younger, your kid could be eight. And can find infographics on the website and say, here's the research we did. It's like, um, why are you here? You need to get out because you're not doing your job. China, 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 China. So, China isn't supposed to be uh, in the limelight as a threat. China isn't supposed to be put forward as a threat. But as you can see, everything that you We're told by me in 2019 about AI, China, 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 China is all coming to fruition right now. And this is where Africa is going to start entering, too. We're going to see Africa enter in 2021. So China is a very big deal. Um, Huge, huge, huge deal. And I say this because... uh, from what I have put down under penalty and perjury is the fact that the cots that we are using are all Chinese made. The fact that our servers, government servers, all governments are including the FBI, including the intelligence community, including the White House, including everybody and their mother is, uh, you know, streamed, housed, and disseminated across the planet via Unicom under the guise of some other company. And what they want you to believe is that this other company, Akamai, is a Western company. It's based in Germany. Look at us. We're over here. And it's like, no. Because, see, I saw that company come to life, didn't I, Sagan? I saw it get born in Laos out of all countries, right? It's like, what? Laos. Yeah. Laos. What? And they purged. If you actually go, they have a gap of everything. But my, my little ass has been archiving the shit out of their site since 1999. Gonna party like it's 1999. So that's where it begins. Key date, right before the millennia. Laos. It used to be Akamai.LA. Laos what? And if you look at their site, they tell you we don't have Chinese offices. What they forget to tell you is I have those Chinese offices. Not only do I have those offices, but I've given those offices to who needs it. And uh, not only have I given it to them, but you know who was running Chinese representative offices? Yeah, this dude that's now chief operating officer for Google. (laughs) Like, okay, totally not a conspiracy, you guys. And that's another thing. Conspiracy theories, right? Conspiracy theories? Really? So I I had a conversation with someone that you would think uh, is very clued up on the government. I mean, they were maimed by them, house tossed, you know, whatever. Um, You know, I'm just saying, doesn't mean they were tossed, maybe, maybe not. But the conversation was like, yeah, we can't talk about the shadow net because the um, media, what, you know, CNN and them will be like conspiracy theory. And I was like, what the heck? Nobody listens to the media. Listen to yourself. You still think that people give a crap about what CNN says, what NBC says, what CBS says, what ABC says, what Fox says, nobody cares. Like they can conspiracy again and again and again. They're losers. And how am I going to show you today that they're losers? We're going to play a clip, yes, from Anderson Cooper. Please, if you have eaten recently and it might be something greasy or whatever, you may want to step away from your headphones screen, whatever mean you're using uh, to, to listen or watch this. But the title of this video is Trump didn't have courage to tell the U.S. people the truth. Now, what is that truth that he hasn't told us? Well, we're about to find out because I don't know either. But uh, like I said, I I never prepare for my shows. It's always like I have like this plan and it just pops up. So here is where we're going to listen to Anderson Cooper tell us what the president didn't have the courage to tell us. So. Grab your coffee and your popcorn. And, well, I think we should put a popcorn on for this one. And let's take a listen to what this idiot has to tell us, because he needs to educate us.
2: Ten years ago today, the country was reeling from the loss of 2,403 American lives at Pearl Harbor. Those deaths stunned the nation. There was understandable outrage and fury over the attack. President Roosevelt declared war on Japan the next day, he called it a date which will live in infamy. 2,403 American deaths at Pearl Harbor. Right now, the United States is averaging more than 2,200 COVID deaths a day. That's nearly one Pearl Harbor every 24 hours. By April of next year, the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation projects the pandemic will have killed upwards of 100,000 more people in this country than all the American troops killed in three and a half years of the Second World War, more than half a million dead. President Trump is the one who likened this to a war. He called himself in fact, a wartime president. That was a long time ago. Those were in the days when he wanted to be seen as a commander in chief, leading the effort when he took over the coronavirus press briefings and then stopped listening to the doctors who actually knew what they were doing. Now the president doesn't seem concerned about being a wartime commander. If Anything, he seems more like a deserter. He's absent. The American people have given him leave, voting him out of the ballot box, but he still has some weeks left. He has chosen to go AWOL. He's declined to join the fight against COVID. He's not rallying anyone to wear masks.
1: All right. I didn't want to interrupt this, but I'm going to. I'm going to tell you guys to stop what you're doing right now, unless you're driving. Don't do this if you're driving and listening. But I want you to Google something for me. Go to DuckDuckGo, okay? Okay. And what I want you to do is I want you to search the following term, average daily deaths in the United States. And you're going to see that there's 7,000 daily average deaths in the United States. So just do that quickly while you listen to this idiot talk about days of infamy.
2: he's not talking about our dead, our hurt, our fear. Yeah, it has been that way for months. I know, but it is particularly galling giving given so many of us are now sick and dying. December 8th, 1941, President Roosevelt said, and I'm quoting here, there is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. He signed out for us. August 14th, 2020, is what this president told Bob Woodward. You and and I... Nothing
3: more could have been done. Nothing more could have been done. I acted early. Well, we'll, this...
2: it was not just a declaration of surrender but a justification for having already surrendered months before worse unlike fdr this president did not make it in front of congress his words came in a private conversation he didn't have the courage or the decency to tell the american people the truth that he was forfeiting but as far as he was concerned he'd already done all he could already checked out since then another 115000 of our fellow americans many of whom supported and voted for the president as if that should even matter but to him you would think it might, have died of coronavirus. As of tonight, the count now stands at more than 283,000 with nearly 1,300 deaths reported just today. On Friday, the president signed an order proclaiming today National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. It reads in part, we solemnly honor and uphold the memory of the patriots who lost their lives that day. He had nothing to say, however, about the 2,879 Americans reported dead in this country, COVID, the night before he signed that proclamation. Nor did he speak of the dead at his largely maskless rally in Georgia the very next day. How many of them might have survived if more had been done, if more of us wore masks, socially di- social distance, if the president really was a wartime commander? Instead, he claims nothing more could have been done. And look at the shot there. See how most of the people behind him are not wearing masks? You may recall that is different than what you'd see when he was on the campaign trail when he still hoped to get your vote before he lost the election. The campaign used to put people with mass behind him to at least pretend that they cared. In fact, they would give them mass often if they didn't have mass of their own. They were they were pretending to do the right thing. They're not even pretending to care anymore. It is now every man and woman woman for for themselves. And look, that's the way it's always been with this president and the the people he's chosen to surround himself with. But it's more clearer than ever. As for the dead, the only dead the president spoke of were the ones in his fantasies about the election he lost.
3: We know the Democrats will have dead people voting, and you got to watch it. Dead people, you wouldn't believe how many.
2: Sure, that's how he speaks of dead people. He speaks lies of fake dead people and says nothing about those who have died on his failed watch. He said nothing about the dead who might have voted if COVID hadn't taken them. Nearly 1,600 deaths reported on election day. He and the people around him just don't care anymore. They are looking for other jobs, as we've been reporting, looking to see how they can maybe salvage what's left of their reputations. While the president is certainly pondering his next moves and raking in a whole lot of money to let him use as he'd like. By claiming it's going to be for his battle against the election fraud that never was, take a look at the ceremony today at the White House. The Medal of Freedom—hardly a mask to be seen, nor any distance to be had between the guests. The president, as you know, is boasted of being immune. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, for everyone else, that's
1: enough. Anderson Cooper, I challenge you to tell me where the lies are, because I'm going to tweet out two thousand two hundred and somewhat dead people. There was actually a person that registered to vote and got an absentee ballot in 2020 that was born in 1823. That person actually voted for Abraham Lincoln and got to vote for Joe Biden too. What a loser. I've got the documents. I've got the name, the address, the date of birth. I think I even tweeted out a list. Didn't I? I think I did with just the dates of birth of all these people from 1823 up until 1920, which makes them a hundred, right? That all voted and got absentee ballots or mail-in ballots. Jesus, like this is just ridiculous. And he wants to talk COVID. Why? That's the only thing they got going for them. I'll tell you something funny that happened to me um, at the hotel lobby last night. So, Patrick Berge took us out um, and bought us dinner. It was way better than eating box lunches and Uber. Um, And it wasn't P.F. Chang's. I had a bad uh, (laughs) bad experience. Not going to P.F. Sorry, P.F. Chang's. I'm telling all my listeners, your food sucks. So uh, that's my opinion, of course. So he took us out for proper Korean food you know, he likes Koreans. So we had proper Korean food. Um, uh, and it, and it was good. I mean, um, he, 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 he bought us and we had so much fun anyway. So we all meet up in the lobby of the hotel. So we're sitting down, there's four chairs, but we're only sitting in three because it turns out some person must've sat in that chair that had some soul glow going on in the hair. Um, I should tweet those pictures out. (laughs) That was so funny because they left like a hair oil print on the chair. So nobody wanted to sit there. So we were sitting in the chair and um, this person that is obviously staying at the hotel walks past us to go to like the little, you know, um, uh, kiosk thing that they have with like, um, you know, sandwiches and candy and all this disgusting food, but that's what you got to do, got to do, right? And she walks by us in her pajamas to pick up, uh, you know, food. And then she walks past us and goes to the elevators. So we're sitting down and we're not wearing masks sitting down in the lobby, right? You don't have to wear a mask when you're sitting down. Anyway, so the chick passes us and goes uh, to the, elevators. And then she comes right back and goes straight to the desk. So I noticed her cause we're all paying attention to what's going on. And obviously I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, she forgot something, you know, I'm paying attention to everyone that's in the lobby. Even the, the crazy people that watch videos all day, totally not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop anyway. So she, she starts walking back to the elevators and then the hotel clerk reception dude comes over he's like can you wear your mask and I said it as loud as I could did that bitch come and tell you that you need to tell us to put our masks on and and you know Millie at that point was standing up and obviously this lady came out didn't come to my face because I registered it later because I was gonna tell her did you just go Karen somewhere? you can't Karen to my face so this is um how They control you. They make you feel like you must obey my authority, like Cartman says, right? And that you have to wear the mask because you're going to die. So the only thing they've got going is, yep, elections are rigged, but we're not talking about it. We're still going to call him president-elect Biden. And no matter how many gaps he has, where Kamala Harris was ready to bitch slap him on TV when he sat there and said, well, you know, if we disagree, I'm just going to get like this imaginary virus and... Just step down. Right. So, you know, they're going to overlook all the fraud. Right. And, you know, start pushing the fear porn again. Remember when the elections happened, the fear porn was gone and then suddenly came back because they lost that narrative too. Um, the whole AP and CNN confirm that projected winners. Nobody cares what the news say. Why do people think that what Beyonce says is g- holy grail that Cardi B who punctured her anus with her nails is now woman of the year with a song that's wet ass beep, e- right? The WAP song, but we can't listen to baby. It's cold outside. Cause it demeans women. Yeah. We're going to listen to them. Like, and so again, going back to my conversation with this person that is w- working within government, Oh, we have to be careful how the media is gonna spin things. Nobody cares about the media anymore. And it's like, who cares? Who cares about the media? Do you care? About- I don't. I don't. Look at see it on your screen right now for those of you watching on Twitch, YouTube, DLive, wherever. Look at this face. Do you care what he has to say? The only thing I remember is him dressed up with a leash in latex and his buttocks sticking out. So whenever I see his face, that's all I can think of. His s getup with his butt cheeks sticking out of latex. I mean, I could go on and talk about the London Dungeon where I've frequented that club, Anderson, but I'll keep my mouth shut. So the the, the bottom line is no one listens to these idiots. They're all pretentious. Nobody cares. People are listening to themselves and that's the way it is. And if anybody finds that photo of him dressed up air quote on Halloween with like, you know, a leash and stuff like that, please let it circulate. Cause he's supposed to be, you know, the one that's telling us, you know, these are, these are all clowns. I mean, come on, let's get a grip for a second. No one cares what they have to say, but they're on every channel. Nobody cares. Nobody it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clown show. And now everybody knows it's a clown show. So whatever they say, nobody cares. So I wanted to kind of bring that up to you to show you that their strategy now, while we're talking elections and how we don't have a president, how we're redoing the history from Lincoln times. Okay, this happened during the Civil War. Because what people haven't understood is when I got axed from HuffPo, right, and they purged everything I had on HuffPo, the last piece I wrote was that we're in a civilized civil war. And then suddenly all my articles went gone. All of them, like gone. No username, no password. It was just gone. Because people need to understand that this is a civil war. It's just we're not out with muskets. OK, we're not out, you know, putting people in the front with drums and flags. It's all done electronically. That's basically what's up. And so uh, we're actually repeating history. We've seen this happen before. Um, and now so they're using the vaccine. They're using, uh, you know, all these deaths. And it's like, again, if you guys duck, duck, goat it, you'll see that. Um, on average, we have 7,000 dead people a day in our nation, a day. And so uh, their argument is just pandering to people that are just dumb. Here's another thing. I saw someone tweet out how upset they were that the Goya CEO named AOC employee of the month. Did you guys see that? You're going to be like, what? And it's like, guys, this was like the biggest troll ever this is like the most incredible troll ever listen to this report and now i want you to think about this
4: just announced it's employee of the month okay you can see who it is ashley i
1: know it's
3: aoc
4: <laughs>
5: now
6: give me the story
3: yes well look i don't know if uh, aoc's picture is on the wall at goya Foods, but god knows she's earned it aoc named employee of the month earlier this year after she supported the boycott on Goya because CEO Bob Ananu praised President Trump after a round table at the White House with Hispanic leaders. Oh my gosh, how could he? But the boycott backfired and led to a counter movement supporting Goya that saw sales increase by 1000%. Thank you very much. The company says AOC was an honorary winner award yet and probably won't be able to, but a well-earned award for
7: Employee of the Month (laughs) AOC. I hope she says, boycott Varney and company. I'd just love to see that. I (laughs) mean, really good for the ratings, I think. All
1: right. So that was a troll because see, people don't pay attention to what they read anymore. We have the attention span of a freaking fish. Actually, some fish have a larger attention span than any of us. And I saw people getting upset. And I was like, dude, this is like the biggest freaking troll on the planet. But when people saw it, they were just like, oh, my gosh, I'm never buying Goya again. I supported them. And I'm like, see, this is what happens. But this circles back to what I told you, Operation Gridlock. See, people don't read articles, right? They just retweet stuff because, oh, Gateway Pundit put it out. I'm just going to retweet it. Or, oh, this title looks sexy. Let me just retweet it. And they rely on the fact that nobody's reading what's in there. And that's it. And I saw so many people, you know, just being, and how do you call it? Um, There was a Shallow Hal, you know, the movie where he would see this chick super hot when she wasn't super hot or something like that. Yeah best scene was the milkshake brings all the boys in the yard. Now that was funny. Um, Anyway, um, they're shallow. There we go. Shallow and no attention span. Like shallow how? So um, that's basically how people think. And they know this. And this is how... Uh yeah, parachute panties. And this is how they um <laughs> sorry, it was a comment that flew across the panties, though. Yes, the parachute panties. So anyway, um, this is how they can uh pick at you, they can hone in on your weaknesses, and um this is how certain demographics demographics doesn't mean your color, race, or whatever in the AI sphere, in the cyber sphere in the population sphere, because, uh, yes, the cyber sphere makes it a bit more easier to pocket people, but even, uh, what I have about 4k of you right now live. So all of you can probably be broken up into like 50 groups of attention span and what you, what triggers you. And, um, this is how, uh, they can hone in on your weaknesses and what attracts you, uh, to spark, you to feel or respond in a certain way. Uh, very reactionary. We are a very reactionary nation. And, and that's because we don't really have a solid foundation as a nation, right? We're only like, we're less than 300 years old. I mean, we're babies in, in, in on the global scale, we're babies and we don't share, um, any, Uh, long, deep-seated, you know, cultural norms or anything. I mean, hamburgers, hot dogs, ball games are 100 years old, per se, right? The only thing we share is the Constitution. That's it. The only thing we share is that flag. And the only thing we share is the fact that we told the crown to stick it. And we were rebels. That's what we got. We've always been rebels. And nobody likes a rebel, right? Well, everybody loves a rebel, but they don't like rebels they can't control. See, that's the key. Um, so I just wanted to kind of put you in the know of what the media is pandering at and how they're trying to... um put us in a pocket uh to pen us into the thought process they want us to and and that lady yesterday in the lobby was a key example of that I mean seriously like I called her out like what I say behind someone's back I could definitely say it in front of their face too she sat behind my (laughs) behind the chair I sat across from the soul glow chair that was (laughs) I think I'm going to tweet those out during the break so you have to see the soul glow chair. Uh, so I'm gonna shift gears here. Uh, well, not too much. Let's stay on COVID-19, where um, the um, press secretary McEnany, she um, dispelled uh, cl- any claims that the that the White House um, that the White House was like, oh. Um, that they were rejecting uh, additional COVID-19 doses and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people aren't going to get the vaccine. Uh, That includes myself, but the president is telling you stop getting tested. He told you that during the rally too. He's like, look, if you're sick, you got the flu, just stay home. I mean, why are you going to go to the hospital? And, Sit there and wait and do whatever he's been telling you, and now all of you are flooding my Facebook, which I can only access from one device because I want different agencies to have access to different information. Okay, so I feel like a drug dealer because I'm walking around with you know all these devices, (laughs) like if I sit down. to pull out all these separate phones that are like ancient phones, uh, you know, out there that have different applications on different things. So different, um, different groups can look at different things. Uh, like I'm an information slinger. So let's take a listen to what the press secretary said about this.
7: We are back with a Fox News alert. The FDA giving its first detailed look at Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. Briefing documents just released show effectiveness after just one dose, supposed to have two, with trials raising no safety concerns and so far so good. Yeah,
8: that's great. Officials say that the trial data is consistent with recommendations that were put forth by the agency for an emergency use authorization. The FDA is expected to decide on whether to authorize Pfizer's vaccine Within
6: days. All right. Uh, so let's bring in Kelly McEnany, White House Press Secretary, in this role right now, because we know at two o'clock today, the White House will be hosting an Operation Warp Speed vaccine summit. One of the objectives, I imagine, Kaylee, is to get people pumped up to take the vaccine, because if we have it and people don't take it, it's a problem. A recent study showed just about six in ten Americans are ready to take it. Is
7: that a number you can live with?
9: Look, it needs to be higher than that. Uh, This is a vaccine that President Trump uh, got us in record time. It usually takes 4 to 25 years. President Trump got it in just 10 months. Today, among other names, you'll be hearing from Dr. Peter Marks at the FDA. Uh, This is the man that goes line by line through thousands of lines of data to make sure that this is safe and effective. He looks at how it interacts with every population here in the United States, um, minority individuals, older individuals, younger. He literally looks at how it comports with each and every American to ensure it is safe, it is effective, and rest assured, Moderna and Pfizer uh, are looking like they're just that, and we're hoping for FDA emergency use author in short
7: order. Well, that would be great because a lot of people want to get it. The big question is how many doses are going to be available. There's a story, I'm sure you've seen in the New York Times and the Washington Post as well, that apparently we all know that the government has signed on for 100 million doses which would uh, help 50 million people if you have to get two shots. But the story according to the New York Post or New York Times and the Washington Post is that in the summer Pfizer said to the federal government, "Hey, you've already bought 100 million doses" Do you want to get some more because other countries are queuing up? And the government said no. And now I know we're negotiating to get more from Pfizer, but they've sold it off to other countries. Uh, The EU, I think, bought 200 million doses. And it sounds like, according to the latest reporting, is that we might not get more from Pfizer before June or July.
9: Yeah, it's just simply not true that they offered extra doses, according to the people who are involved in the negotiations uh, with each and every company. We contracted for 100 million doses. Uh, so it's just simply not the case that we were offered more and rejected them. So but when president- will we
7: get the next batch?
9: Look, we will get the next batch in short order. Uh, those negotiations are ongoing. But what we're hopeful is, Steve, we have six vaccines, based every clinical trial. Uh, two have approached that 94, 95% efficacy, uh, but others are on the way. Uh, and for this president, no other president has done this. Obama Biden didn't do this for their bungled swine flu vaccine. President Trump negotiated in advance. This is novel what he did to even have these contracts, to manufacture these doses, to have a plan where within 24 hours, every zip code in America will have a vaccine. As- we go through those most vulnerable. Right. Approaching and, and, and
7: that sounds great. So you're saying that we will get more from Pfizer before June or July.
9: Absolutely. We've contracted for 100 million doses. Um, so we've already negotiated that in advance. And this plan is laid out ready for distribution. And contrary to the swine flu vaccination bungle and Obama-Biden, we're ready to go.
8: Kaylee, we had a guy on our show earlier. Um, his name is Jot Condi, and he's the president and CEO CEO of the California Restaurant Association. And he took it to court because he says, my, my folks who own these restaurants in our association, they can't serve food even outdoors. And so the judge said, well, I'm going to keep the ban on outdoor dining for now. But the health experts, the leaders in California are going to have to prove to me that there's evidence that you can get COVID or people are getting COVID because of these restaurants. Here is Jot Condi who is uh, suing because he's so upset about what's happening with the restaurants,
10: listen. For nine months now, we've listened to our public health officials tell us that these shutdown orders are based on, um, or they're guided by um, evidence and and science. And um, we have an LA Health Department who's essentially targeted the restaurant industry as if we're responsible for the the latest outbreak in the pandemic when evidence proves otherwise. And in LA County in particular, where you have outdoor dining is the only lifeline that they have to get through this. Um, that has been sort of pulled out from under them uh, by, by, by a health department that is essentially is acting on a gut reaction. Last time, I, last time I looked, gut reactions weren't part of the scientific method. So,
8: Kaylee, right. now uh, the vice president set up his task force of um, vice president, uh, President-elect Biden set up his task force for Corona, and he's keeping Fauci on. Fauci says there might be
9: some some science Democrats are anti-constitution. As Admiral Joie said, uh, there is no science suggesting if you're outside, socially distanced, wearing your mask appropriately, that you cannot dine. There never was science showing that schools should shut down because kids were super spreaders. That didn't exist. President Trump said that. And here we are many months later in the. Science, once again, is on our side as it's always been. Democrats will shut down your churches but allow other commercial establishments to stay open, like Governor Cuomo, who was rebuked by the Supreme Court. Democrats are anti-science. We will always put forward the science, and it is a travesty what they are doing to small business owners, uh, to companies, and to churches across this nation. It's unacceptable.
11: We
6: know we watched the president give a speech on Saturday, we watched the debates on Sunday. We know the vice president's going to be going to Georgia on Thursday, so that's how much the Senate races mean to him. Uh, and uh, and the party. Uh, Kaylee. if things don't break your way with all these challenges, including Pennsylvania, which could end up in the Supreme Court, have the president, do you know if the president's decided if he'll go to the inaugural? Because his reports, there's gonna have a major event in Florida at the same time of the inaugural, if he's not in it.
9: Yeah, the president will announce his plans uh, for January at the appropriate time. So I won't get ahead of him. Uh, and I'll leave that to him to announce in the, at, the, at the right time.
8: You can tell us. <laughs> I wish I could, Ainsley. <laughs> now, faux news.
1: Right. If you were going to tell it, I know you would tell Ainsley, and then she would tell us. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. I wouldn't tell Ainsley anything. Uh, so, I wouldn't. I'm <laughs> she saying? Uh, faux fox. Faux fox. Remember, we started that a year ago. Faux fox. Faux news, right? Faux fox. Fox. Sly foxes. Sly foxes. Hmm. So, obviously with COVID, we have all these things. I know a lot of people have had it. Um, actually, um, I've been exposed to it a million times, I guess maybe because I'm not human. It's not so much affecting me at all. And you would think with cancer smoking, uh, being overweight, I'd be like, hi, target. I don't have diabetes or blood pressure, which is <laughs> what, how'd that happen? Uh, but you know, all these, uh, you know, people uh, have been around me that have had it and I'm fine. And, um, uh, my daughter has been exposed to it. She's totally fine. You know, I guess genetics, you know, not being human helps. Right. So, um, (laughs) we're all inhuman because we don't abide, uh, by what they say. No, no shadow for us. So I'll leave it at that for now. So China, China, China is a big deal. For me, it is a big deal. Uh, this morning, I actually tweeted out about leaking Linux. And you guys know that I've been, I, I'm salty with him because I, I he was covering up Hillary's emails, created a stupid little, uh, you know, secret server. I need my own server. Yeah. Now you need your own server. Now that we're saying give us Hillary's emails, you decide to ask the government to give you money. So you can make this secret OIG State Department server. And then all the stupid Republicans just were like, sure, we'll just give you a couple million dollars. Don't worry about those emails. Just give them to us as they come. And it took him like over a year. Drip, drip, drip. You know, Rockcliffe really needs to look at communications between uh, Linux and Molly Fee. And we're talking like over a year ago, two years ago actually, where they were discussing China when people were asking questions. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of stuff in there because um, we could use the looking glass and we can find it. And let's 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 backtrack that. The nothing disappears forever, because unfortunately, we use Hurricane Electric. It's like you know how library TV—if you put a video there, it stays there forever. Well. That's the way all our government information is. It stays there forever and ever and ever and ever. Do you like that echo? So hurricane electric is just like that and it's being, and it sits on a platform of Akamai, right? And, you know, uh, it also kind of pushes, uh, It all to China via Unicom because in 2018, Akamai purchased Unicom. They just ate them. They incorporated them. And it's like, so you buy Unicom, one of the largest freaking Chinese cyber tech companies, and you have government contracts. I see. Totally legit. Right. Not like they would. And then we have the FCC guy getting up and being postured by Google, which what did I tell you about a year ago? Oh, we're building cables, physical underwater cables from California and bifurcating them to Taiwan. Oh, Taiwan is not China. Yeah, those were crickets. Did you hear them? Listen. Yeah. So we right now, Google has twinned our actual physical underwater, under the Pacific cables of all our communications going to China. China, China, China. And look, everyone's sitting there twiddling their thumbs, like I don't know how to fix this China thing. China is a man made American project. <laughs> well, we think it is, right? Because the Chinese are smarter. They're just like, Yeah, of course you in charge you you come here to shitty walk <laughs> my gosh then we're worried how is China taking over I don't know maybe it's the freaking cables underwater just saying now let's listen to Tucker Carlson's amazing piece that he did uh, the other night um, about the greatest threat to democracy and freedom which is China 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 China
12: The Wall Street Journal there was a kind of remarkable op-ed stating as clearly as anyone has ever stated the nature of the threat that we face from China. The op-ed was written by someone who would know, the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe. He called the Communist Party of China, quote, the greatest threat to democracy and freedom worldwide since World War II. It's an amazing piece, worth your time if you haven't read it. this moment, we'll have Director Ratcliffe on to discuss that. He wrote this, quote, the intelligence is clear. Beijing intends to dominate the United States and the rest of the planet economically, militarily, and technologically. I call its approach of economic espionage, rob, replicate, and replace. China robs U.S. companies of their intellectual property, replicates the technology, and then replaces the U.S. firms in the global marketplace. Now, those aren't simply legal disputes. They have actual consequences for millions of American workers on our standard of living on what your kids will do for a living. Ratcliffe noted that in 2018, a Chinese wind turbine manufacturer ripped off trade secrets from a Massachusetts-based infrastructure company called American Semiconductor. As a direct result of that theft, American Semiconductor lost over a billion dollars in value and had to cut 700 jobs. Now, that didn't happen because the company, American Semiconductor, was careless. It happened because they were the victim of theft. That's happening everywhere, including in the Pentagon. According to Ratcliffe, quote, China also steals sensitive U.S. defense technology to fuel President Xi Jinping's aggressive plan to make China the world's foremost military power. U.S. intelligence shows that China has even conducted human testing on members of the People's Liberation Army in the hope of developing soldiers with biologically enhanced capabilities. There are no ethical boundaries to Beijing's pursuit of power. Remarkable. We know where this is leading, and Ratcliffe's op-ed spells it out. Quote, Beijing is preparing for an open-ended period of confrontation with the United States. Washington should also be prepared. Leaders must work across partisan divides to understand the threat, speak about it openly, and take action to address it. John Ratcliffe is the director of national intelligence, the man with more intelligence before him than anyone on the globe apart from the president. We're happy to have him on tonight. Director, thanks so much for coming on. Tucker, good to see you. You spell this out so clearly that it made me wonder why the rest of us, so many in our public life, haven't been saying this for quite some time. You make it sound obvious. Well, I think you did a good job of encapsulating
5: why, Tucker. Um, There are a lot of people who, for economic reasons, don't want China to be our greatest threat. There are a lot of people who, for political reasons, don't want China to be our greatest threat in America, but the intelligence doesn't lie. China is our greatest threat and it's not even close. No other country has the capability of essentially taking away the American dream and a specific plan to do so. And the intelligence is clear. So, Tucker, I wanted to use the unique vantage point that I have to make sure, you know, as the director of national intelligence, my job is to warn the American people of threats and there is no greater threat than China to America.
12: The most jarring part of the piece, I thought, was your description of the massive ramp up of the Chinese military. And from your telling, not necessarily for defensive purposes, what do you think their aim is? Well, again, dominate militarily, technologically, uh,
5: and economically. On the military front, they've already achieved having the largest uh, navy of any country in the world. Um, From a military force standpoint, the People's Republic of China has a military of 2 million. Um, They want them to be the largest, and they also want them to be the strongest, which is why they're engaged in what you referenced, which is called gene editing, literally trying to alter the DNA, experimenting on uh, DNA to make uh, soldiers, sailors, and airmen uh, stronger and more powerful.
12: That's horrifying. What? Do you think Beijing anticipates some kind of physical confrontation with the United States in, in the next several years? Well, here's the funny thing, um, Tucker, is
5: China knows at this point that the United States is still the world's superpower. They know they're catching us in all of those respects. Um, they're banking on the fact that um, we're not going to do anything until um, they're superior in all those respects. You know, great generals always say, it's better to fight downhill. Right now, the United States um, can fight downhill um, uh, against China. We don't ever wanna be in a position where we're looking up at China and all of the plans that they have, all of the initiatives made in China, the Digital Silk Road, uh, Belt and Road Initiative, those are all thin veneers and and facades for which China is going around the world um, and essentially gaining the uh, influence power uh, to become, the world superpower
12: and supplant the United States in that role. We heard a lot over the past four years about Russia's ability to break into John Podesta's Gmail account. To the extent you can, to the extent it's not classified, give us a sense of China's penetration into our networks, government networks. Well, it's significant
5: and growing every day. And uh, Tucker, you made a great point in your opening about Russia. Listen, they're, they're you know uh they are a uh, a dangerous adversary i don't mean to minimize them but you you made the point correctly about economically russia can't compete the way china can the largest economy in the world is the united states uh, the second largest is china russia's not in the top 10 italy brazil and the state of texas have a larger economy than russia so as dangerous as russia can be they cannot compete with us the way china is and china has a very specific plan to do that and one of the ways that china has made their way to the top is they understand that information is the key to their dominance so they're going to get there any way they possibly can that's what uh, subsidizing huawei and zte is all about
1: wait a minute wait is ratcliffe emulating tori says i guess maybe my timing was way too early telling you guys all this uh last year uh you know Russia. And we look so dumb. Like almost everybody and their mother across the planet that's a leader chuckles when when they see CNN. Russia. Man, Putin rides bareback on bears. Okay. China infiltrates your TikToks and watches your kid spaz out. Okay. They listen to every phone call. How do you know, Tori? Well, why don't you ask John Brennan where he got the money? for GSG aside from the Saudis. Oh, wait a minute. He took a trip and he worked the APAC. Gina, want to chime in on that one? That's what needs to be put out because right now what you're seeing, what you are seeing is the most biggest show on earth. It is orchestrated and organized by John Brennan. it's insane. And I tweeted out to him, look at wrench. I'm just throwing all my little wrenches across. And he has all his stupid minions embedded surrounding lawyers, surrounding generals, all of them. Oh no, we're totally on your team. And it's like, I'll sit there and say, well, actually I saw this guy's name on a document on this year. And they were doing this. I don't think they're good. Yeah, Tori stop. And it's like five days later. Um, So we had to get rid of X, Y, and Z, you know, (laughs) because I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. So, yeah, everybody hates Tori. It's okay. Hate me now. Love me later. That's what's up. Um, I am probably one of the most loathed people. Um, And it's kind of like, you know, when they can't control you, uh, you know, that causes them anxiety. Uh, Because they've got no no foothold over you. And when they have no foothold over you, uh, that's a a very, very big problem. Very big problem when people don't own you. And, you know, you call it like it is. And, And and that's and that's something I admire of Millie Weaver, too. She's my friend. But. She said, and she's like, well, I'm going to tell people this. And I was like, well, you know, when you say it, you structure it and you put it out there. It's like a boulder in their face. She's like, I don't care what you say. I'm still going to tell them everything. And it's like, OK. Um, kind of hurts. But she's like she is your true access to actual reporting. Um, uh, that's that's the way it is. And I think the more you, you know who else was defiant? And you want to base it on her IQ. What was her name? The one that did that really creepy um song. Damn, what's her name? She was like, Oh, they're all abusers and they lock me in that contract. What's that singer's name? You remember that that singer's name, the one with the really high IQ? Come on, guys. She did like a a prayer song. Do you guys remember who I'm no, not Billy Ellis? She's a demon herself. Have you seen her contort? Um, uh, what's, um, what's that? Damn. No. Damn it. Kesha. That's it. Kesha, 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 Kesha. Um, you know, they couldn't control her. Obviously now she's been, you know, when they give you some special medicines, like whenever they, um, uh they sorry you have ADD when you were younger they give you medicines and suddenly you become stupid so you stay away from them but you have a collection in any case you want to become a drug dealer later cuz you have no job you just stock them up no I, that's a joke um maybe so <laughs> okay so here's here's what um what people need to understand china is one of the biggest threats And right now we're seeing that our government is speaking things that they should have been speaking about over a year ago. And that's because the president finally has people in the right place. Like Ratcliffe. You know, Ratcliffe is telling you what he has because now he has the evidence to bring it forward. Um, And he's showing it to the world. He's telling the world. Uh, But this is uh, 18 months late. And that's because it had to be this way. You guys had to see this show. You had to see who everyone is and even the good people like the lawyers that are fighting now and filing lawsuits and, and, you know, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, uh, Giuliani, uh, general Flynn, general McInerney, all these other generals that are coming out. They had to see all the snakes surrounding them and see them for who they are because someone can tell you really, really nice things. Right, they could tell you that they pro America. Like for example, I told you guys about Dan, Cren- Dan Crenshaw before his stupid little video where he jumped out of a helicopter, or airplane, whatever it was. So <clears throat> obviously, people were like, "Oh no, he's a patriot." It's like just because you served and can jump out of a plane doesn't mean diddly squat. Everybody loves the gym membership and the perks of Congress and the Senate. And once they get a taste of it, they don't want to give that up. And that's what sucks. I mean, nobody wants to give that up. I wouldn't want to give that up. I mean, look at Ali Alexander. Ali Akbar, Ali Razak Alu Akbar, right, is running around having hijacked what the Women's for Trump group put together as his own, getting cash app so he can go get his facials. And freaking manicures done. Oh, you think I'm overstating it? Um, that should be coming soon. <laughs> that should be coming soon. That should be coming soon. So um, look at him. He's pandering on the weaknesses of a faction. This is what you see, the shadow net complete, right? He's he's picked a whole line of people that are willing to put orange squares next to their names. Panders religion when he's completely the devil in disguise. Remember, he blackmailed Carl Rove with sex tapes, okay? Yes. And McCain, he was McCain's favorite, and he literally bent over for him. So, you know, these are facts. People don't like facts. Makes them uncomfortable, right? Makes him very uncomfortable. But, you know, he bends over. I mean, literally. And then takes pictures and video literally he's got blackmail on almost every blue check mark you know huh oh twinks for trump that's another whoa i forgot that one twinks for trump that's another one so while the media is giving us all this information of this coup and they're giving us this information about china it's late but it's right on time for the party right this is how it had to happen so my my way of priming everyone was to educate them all these years. So, um, you know, yeah, there should be, I think someone dug up, did someone dig up that um, old advertisement of him on Backpage.com advertising his sex services? Someone dug that up, right? Yeah. So there's like an old advertisement of being a bisexual conservative or something like that. Anyway, that's how he looped in freaking... Dude, grab the stool and come over here. You know who I have here with me hanging out in in my room? I'll let him talk. You're going to have to come up close, so we're going to have to, like, talk to each other, um, like, super close. Hold on. Say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Oh, you have a good radio (laughs) voice. I heard you in my ears. That's Gavin, guys. So Gavin's here with me. So Gavin, what do you think about this now that they're telling everybody about China being a national security threat? What do you have to say about that?
13: Didn't we all report
1: on that like over a year ago? Yeah, we did. We did. We totally did. Yeah. See, everyone's like, look, yeah, Gavin, that's what's, and I have no filter on this microphone, by the way. Does that mean
13: I'm going to get Corona?
1: (laughs) What? Oh, no, I'm, no, not that. I'm saying no filter for like cloaking voices and, and stuff. So um so here we have ratcliffe telling tucker all these things i want you to listen to what he says right here well, can the i just end. say
13: one thing about ratcliffe
1: mm-hmm. well
13: remember when we we're in kentucky we got the whistleblower information mm-hmm. dropped that off in bevan's office who showed up showed up at bevan's office a week later <sighs> Pompeo.
1: Whoa, yes, he did, then, about the Chinese that's stuff. right.
13: And then what did we do? Not too long after, we're at the White House, right? Right. And while we're at the White House, what did we do? We met Radcliffe over at the congressional hearing regarding yeah, that's the impeachment. Right. And that's then what happened right. soon after
1: that? Are you telling me? Come on. Can we not wear our glasses a little bit longer? So, um, So, yeah, you just heard us sidebar here. Oh, everyone's saying thank you, Gavin. Um, So, yeah, that's, oh, wow.
13: I don't have the same NDAs that Tori has, so I can say things that she won't.
1: Yeah, well, no. Well, I only have one NDA left, and that's pertaining to um, my trip to Panama. Well, the
13: only NDA I had was with Alex Jones, but he fired us, so fuck that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) fuck that, yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's listen to the final words here, guys. So we can, this is, this is the good stuff.
5: There are Chinese co- companies that are run by the Chinese government. They know that they can steal more information if they run the telecommunications networks over which our information travels. That's one of the ways that China um, has gotten so good in terms of getting into um, our networks and into our information society.
12: You've been asleep. Thank you for helping to wake people up. John Ratcliffe, Director of National Intelligence.
1: All right, so what did he say? This is how they get into what keyword?
13: Networks.
1: Oh, kind of sounds like the stuff that I put on paper where I'm like, hey, the Chinese are entering our networks through this.
13: Let me give a little background on China. Go, go. Back in the 90s, and I'm not going to say which part of the 90s because I don't want to, you know, reveal too much. My dad was the director of marketing for Lockheed Martin's commercial side of their you know what they what they offered and while he was there it was when russia collapsed and he said he was at the pentagon and what he likes referred to as the paid hall walkers the guys that just walk around in circles mm-hmm. at the pentagon like it's a fish tank
1: <laughs> like the people downstairs in yeah, the hotel yeah right? yeah
13: <laughs> just the paid hall walkers he said they're they were literally grown men crying because now that russia was gone they had no no one to justify you know creating a threat with to go to congress and ask for more money so guess what they started doing giving away all of our top secret stuff to china let me repeat that giving away so something that a lot of people think is that china's stealing our stuff that's absolute bullshit we give it to china so that then we can go Oh, my God, look, China stole this from us. We need more money
1: so we can develop new tech. Kind of like what they did in Afghanistan, where they were like, oh, look, they blew this up. Not because we gave them the coordinates, but because they were just smart. We need more money,
13: yeah, right? Yeah, no, it's t- it's nonsense. Like, for instance, when Kim Jong-un or ill or whichever one was launching the missiles, he said, you know... Try to see if you could have Trump's Navy go dig up those rockets out of the Sea of Japan, because what they'll find is thrusters on that are made by with Lockheed. Lockheed Martin blueprints, but made in China. And that we have to realize, even though China is like the nation where we're being infiltrated, it's our own military industrial contractors using China for misattribution of their nefarious acts because remember they like to play both sides Uh of the war so they're gonna and that's why we're having all of our military weapons well not all but a significant amount of our tech made in china so that the MIC would control the Cold War, the coming Cold War between the United States and China. And they can just make money selling stuff.
1: Even though China's ours and we created right. them, but the Chinese are stealthy. So it's so stupid to think that we have them in our pocket. They're just like, yeah, totally. Yes, man. Yes, man. And then it's like, oh, you're weak now. So here we come with our red flags. So uh, how about that for a cameraman, right? That's what's up. I am just a cameraman. I know. Oh. And I'm just a radio show host. So um uh <laughs> that's a, that's uh that's a pretty pretty incredible stuff that he's talking about but for <clears throat> for the chinese they've infiltrated us in all uh in all aspects of our technology and so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to listen to a song i found this chick that does she only does 2 minutes though um i found this girl She's only got 2,000 views. I'm gonna play this video because you guys know I like to thump young artists and that are different. But I really like this song because right now our nation is radioactive. And um, I do love Imagine Dragons. Their lyrics are just so incredible. So we're gonna take a two minute and four second break watching this beautiful young lady while we shift gears and start talking about this election fraud and what's going on in the courts, right? Because it's pretty insane. I'm waking up
0: to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Breaking in, shaping up, checking out Prison
1: bus. This is it, the Wow, she's really good, right, guys? And uh, she's a young lady in Tennessee, in Nashville. I'll probably play another clip of hers uh, later. Um, so, uh, before we start on this whole election fraud thing and kind of walk you through what people are saying and play, uh, you know, Sidney Powell's interview after the, you know, the the judge was just telling her to file stuff. <laughs> What did he say? Should have filed this months ago. And it's like, um, we just had elections, so this shit just happened. So are you trying to insinuate that I'm maybe a time traveler and I should have preemptively filed this stuff? I'm confused. So um before we go to that, I wanted um Gavin was upset with me because Q U X. Q-U-X. I pronounced it cucks when it should have been Q-I-X for quicks. No, yeah. So I'm going to let him tell you guys more about this thing. So
13: we've been developing something for a couple years now. No, get those things away from me. Um, and what it is, is when we were working with Alex Jones and he got banned from all social media platforms, we saw him as sort of patient zero for essentially creating a social credit score system in the united states so that they could do that to anyone laura loomer had been banned from everything as well and we figured at some point we would be next so we started thinking okay we need to come up with some kind of a solution because at some point this this will be weaponized and they'll be able to do it to anyone including just average people that use social media for communications with their family, loved ones, uh, maybe people they know overseas. So, I got a hold of a bunch of my manufacturing friends, Um, to give a little background on me. Back in the 90s, I was one of the pioneers of snowboards and skateboard manufacturing. And in order to be a manufacturer back then, we had to actually make all of our own equipment. And I don't mean just the products, we had to make our own machines how to tool products, just everything. So my one friend, Troy, he got early in on that and started developing um, software and electronics to control the presses that that had silicone heaters and all this stuff in it. Anyway, for the past 20 plus years, he's been developing software and hardware for things like remote control aircraft stuff like that, and so I got a hold of him, I said, hey, um, you know, what do we need to do in the not too distant future regarding getting banned off of social media, and the reason why I got a hold of him is, since Alex was banned off of Apple, um, what was it, the podcast, iTunes. iTunes, it became apparent that at some point they're going to be able to just ban us off of electronics, something that... I've never spoken about, but at the time that Alex was being banned from social media, when we would call and talk to him on the phone, there were words that were live time being censored out of our conversation. And that became, that was very, that was a very eerie experience because what it indicated is they already have the technology with voice recognition that they could censor our own personal conversations with one another. So we started realizing that to get around the censorship problem, we we're going to have to develop our own uh, tech. So that was kind of kind of a big, big deal. That okay, this is going to be a little complicated. So I got a hold of people I know that could develop tech that have you know my buddy Troy did build uh, chip factories in China. So I got a hold of him, a bunch of other people. So the idea behind QUX, which I call Quicks, Tori wants to call it Cux, but the reason why it's QUX is simple. UX is the terminology for user experience. So, any technology that's going to come forward, it has to be built around a platform called UX, User Experience. And what that is, is basically reducing the, num- the amount of clicks, um, the time spent in the interface, so that you can have a quicker online experience. So, for instance, um, the, the coming televisions, uh, remote controls will only have voice activation. They won't even have any buttons. They already do. And, and that's where everything's going. So to understand what Quix is, I have to explain things that we found in China and in, in India along our path of devel- development. First of all, very, sh- very soon,
1: user experience. that's what it is. Yeah. Well, okay. That's why I said QIX, maybe Quantum Interface Experience.
13: Well, you can that you can do that. That's all well, taken. Okay, I'll
1: call it Quix. But when people see QUX, they're going to pronounce it cucks. I'm well, telling you. That
13: they can right call now. what they want, and they can laugh all they want. But here's the reality: in the not too distant future, the, UR- the URL bar is not going to be available anymore.
1: Yeah, it's not. Everything's going .ai now. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. All
13: you're going to have, there's no yeah. more keyboards in the future not too distant also so that the the technology that's literally in the factories right now that if you have uh, inside ass if you have insiders that can get you in there what you're going to see is they're already developing and testing computers that are only voice activated no url bar everything's by approved apps so in order to get around those censorship things we had to actually make our own
1: Electronics, software,
13: yeah. not just the software.
1: Yeah, but the hardware. But for the it hardware too. made in yeah. America, so the Chinese
13: can't. Get so, it. so what Quix is is basically it's a it's a small computer like a TV box. The current version of it plugs in your TV, and you basically turn your television into your own social media platform. So it's sort of like a a uh
1: stop. Now people are going to start saying, wait a minute, we saw this somewhere drop that there's going to be a new way to avoid uh, censorship. And now the conspiracy theories are going to drive. But please go ahead.
13: So what it is, is imagine a Roku where instead of having all the mainstream media news outlets, it's actually all your friends and people you know to where you literally build your own portal. So there would be a portal generator where you can put in where your live stream content is, your text contact, you know where you message all that. So all the portals are just regular people. So it's a channels. It's but so it has a bunch of channels that we call portals. It's basically everybody. So it's a it's an alternative way to get around YouTube. You can get around all that by just building your own portal on Quicks, and then it's something everyone can enjoy on their television, including.
1: and they won't get banned. There's nothing to get banned from. Yeah. It'll be one picture. So it like, for example, I like to listen to, well, like the Aussie commentator, you know, the guy that does the comments, he's called the Aussie commentator and makes like really funny videos about women smacking rats and stuff. And we were watching yesterday and we were laughing. He could have his own channel, his own portal there. So he doesn't have to upload the stuff through YouTube. doesn't have to go through Facebook. It's directly his own portal exactly portals that's how the quantum system works with portals so the
13: irony though is we it's built off of android but it's not google's android because if we would have used google's android what we found out is you don't like for instance there's a lot of tv boxes you can go buy online where you can get uh you could load all the different applications on it problem is google's already planning on hitting the kill switch on all those because they don't have a license agreement so if you don't have a license agreement with Google, you can't use their version of Android. However, there are other versions of Android through, what is it, Linux, mm-hmm. where basically you develop yourself. So that's what Quicks is. It's our own. And that's
1: why Linux is way, way better. Exactly. And Windows is fighting with Linux so, now too.
13: So it's our own version, our own mm-hmm. patented version of Android. So the irony is, is you can still sideload Netflix and all that stuff on it, But the irony is because it's our own platform. They They, can't even collect the
1: data. Correct. They can't collect the data. Yeah.
13: So I'm not saying you should, but you may be able to download videos from Netflix and stuff like that. I'm not saying. Oh my
1: gosh. You mean, is this like the new Shazam? Oh, what is it? What was it? Um, It was called Shazam, like Napster, right? Kind of. But it's not Napster to steal things, it's Napster to watch stuff. And not be traced exactly. so you can like things and want things but it'll be kind of blockchained in the sense that exactly it's kind of like what, what is it called um space net
13: correct and we're and SpaceNet. we're having bergie set up a non-attribution uh internet intranet mm-hmm. so that so we that could use that can... for non-attribution mm-hmm. the same way they do for the social media um, psychological warfare we'll just use that same tech to make it so that you can use this thing with non attribution Yeah, and it's on
1: and it's pretty much done. I mean, there's just fine tuning um, right. to get the dongle out. We were actually thinking with Shadowgate three coming out that um people can pre-order and get a dongle and test it It'd be like the beta testers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of they can this beta dongle. test yeah. cucks, right? Yeah, cucks. <laughs> quicks. Okay, we're gonna call it quicks, even though I know everyone's gonna be like, What's this? Quantum user interface. Um, but uh,
13: like, for instance, you can still load YouTube into it. But the funny thing is, is the algorithm doesn't work because we're getting an API. Mm-hmm. So the, you would be able to access YouTube content without their algorithm. Um,
1: no advertisements exactly. either because they won't be able to put ads and stuff, which is pretty badass. Um, the, <clears throat> the thing about the, the device, it's going to be super duper cheap. It's just a USB drive. And people are going to be it's like, more yeah, than USB it's drive. like a dongle. Because
13: it, has to, it has to be able to process 4K mm-hmm. plus plus
1: an a, uh,
13: what is it? Uh, so people can't see where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, the non-attribution stuff. So you it can know, hop the, onto uh, the internet. VPN. Oh, th- well, it's going to have a built-in VPN. Yes. So
13: because it has a built-in VPN, it has to have a lot of processing. So you can still watch 4K streaming without it being
1: bogged down and exactly. stuff. Yeah, so, and choppy. Yeah.
13: So it's a box, not, not a stick. The first well, version yeah. was a stick.
1: Yeah. But the box is going to be better so they can yeah. actually add, like you can pick your own, um, you know, portal space. So you can put in like, oh, I want to watch Netflix. And you'll be able to load Netflix on there. You, It's like an app space that you could put whatever you want. So if you want to listen to the Tori Says Show, all you have to do is find my face and stick me on there and you just pick it and that's it. And um, if you want to watch Twitter feed, you could just pick it and put it on there and you'll be able to watch your Twitter feed. Um, Actually, so, all the text everything. feeds go together. So yeah. let's say someone's on
13: Gab, another's on Parler, another's on Twitter. On Quicks, they all go together as one. So you wouldn't even know which one anyone's using. It's just that you would see everyone's messaging.
1: Right. So guys, just remember, it's December 8th, 2020. So we'll be talking more about the launch in 2021. Someone's
13: asking about smartphones that's next
1: yeah once
13: we get this uh developed along much further because what we will be able to do is actually just make our own smartphones and then you could you could uh
1: yeah but then 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 that means that no one the nsa won't be able to listen
13: right which is kind of scary because that's probably when you get the door knock but (laughs) hopefully we can work out a deal with trump's second term
1: yeah to, to see, what, yeah, 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 but then people having actual burner phones, they're gonna be like, We want a back door, and it's like, No, you can't have one. Well, the back door is
13: called a warrant,
1: yeah. I know it's called <laughs> a warrant, but they don't want warrants. It's like that guy that was like, Yeah, signal is safe, and it's like, Dude, I can hack that from my phone like right now if I want to. Are you kidding? So, um, so we, I just thought that we'd, we'd dabble in and introduce you into that, um, so, um, uh. You have an idea of what's coming. I think also, that'll be like well, one huh.
13: last thing. It also will have a store so that we could create something similar to Amazon, but it'd be all, uh, all, uh, what do you, you know, regular, like all the vendors. It wouldn't be one vendor selling. Oh,
1: it's thousand, like what Google tried to do. Yes. With Google be thousands Express. Of vendors.
13: Yeah. So it's just a way to interface. By shopping well, no, it's because people
1: with, want privacy. I don't need those ads when I'm talking with my right. mom. Like, I don't use Facebook except for one of my phones. Like I said, I feel like a drug dealer when I pull out. So, all be like an Amazon,
13: where all the vendors are brick and mortar rather than brick right. and mortar
1: buying from Amazon. Right, right. So it would be kind of pretty interesting. So, okay, so now um, that is just an introduction as to how privacy is very important and, and think has safety who's
13: controlling it. You're bon. controlling it because it's your own box. You decide what content you do or don't want on it. If you want Pornhub on it, that's up to you. If you want just church content, that's up to you. But that you are who controls it.
1: Yeah, no you else. just have the basics, and you don't have to be a programmer because so it'll be what's like on my computer. Well, it should be. It should, well, it's not now. Right. <laughs> we have everybody and their mother in our computers. But um, yeah, that will be. And you don't even have to be tech savvy um, to actually UX. do it. It's, yeah, it's, that's why it's. UX
13: was developed so the chimpanzees would be able to, to play. Right. Yeah.
1: And then just pick. It's going to be as simple as the uh, uh, Apple OS interface where you see the pictures and you know what you're doing. Um, it'll just look sexier because it'll be portals. Um, so on that, yeah, it's totally idiot proof, um, on that now we need to talk elections. I want to see, I want to play Sydney's clip because this was, this was actually quite important. The fact that he wanted her to time travel to a month ago to put things together. And I think it's because, you know, all this information that we already had about these election machines being fraudulent, the judge is like, well, why come now? Why didn't you come before? And the argument is made is, you know, well, people didn't come forward because of the blatant, you know, fraud. So this is why they came forward, even though, let's be honest, you know, uh, the information from the whistleblower and then me filing my affidavit again uh, with Chuck Grassley and sending that information was, you know, was, was already there and they did nothing to mitigate it. Um, so that's, uh, quite interesting. I mean, and Colonel Waldron has been talking about this forever. He's been on top of this from, from day one, well, which is interesting
13: he used to say, nothing was filed. Didn't you send something? I Grassley? sent a lot
1: of stuff. Exactly yeah. I sent so. it to Grassley. I sent it the year in 2018. I sent it in 2015. Um, I contacted, uh, the GOP members of the Senate and let them know well it was more anonymous then and so 2016 i guess people just had to make sure that they couldn't deploy scripts i'm just saying and then you know it kept happening 2017 2018 i'm telling you pelosi's not even a legit congresswoman you know what i can't wait for the day that the president tweets out oh guess what i'm the only authority that was actually elected in america so pelosi suck it i I can't wait for that it could happen if we do it right,
6: how are you holding up? First of all,
14: oh, we're doing fine. Thank you, Greg. The pace is a bit much at times, but, but we just plow on through it. And we're determined to win because the American people have been defrauded from their lawful votes in this election, and that cannot stand.
6: So totally agree. Um, let's talk about what happened today in that Georgia courtroom, uh, a defeat uh, not the first one, uh, this happens in the process, but you got shut down today, at least in, uh, in federal court. Can you tell us about what happened?
14: Yes, we were there for a hearing on motions to dismiss filed by uh, every organization that you can imagine, even as interveners, where they had no place to be in our case, but the DNC and Perkins Coy law firm and everyone aligned on the left, decided to file briefs in our case and the court let them do that and they argued against our our complaint that alleges all the election fraud and multiple federal constitutional claims that arise from that, that invalidated the votes of hundreds of thousands of Georgians who voted for President Trump. Some didn't have their votes counted. Some had their votes eradicated effectively by fraudulent ballots. The court wouldn't pay any attention to any of it. It was obvious the judge had made up his mind before he hit the bench and he read from a prepared from prepared notes when he granted the motion to dismiss. So we had oral argument, but I would say it was essentially meaningless, except to the extent the public got to hear another federal judicial proceeding that didn't turn out the way it should have.
6: So, Sidney, can you give us a little bit of a path forward? Um, what happens next? Uh, we have had some difficulties in court, as you know. Uh, you still have the fire. Uh, a lot of folks have faith. But the Electoral College is meeting next week. So what's, how's this gonna play out?
14: Well, we're going to proceed immediately with an emergency appeal, and we expect to get relief in the Supreme Court.
6: And, all right, so let's go, and you're, by the way, there are lots of different tracks going on here. You're still focused primarily on the Dominion voting machines and the issues on a technical basis, correct?
14: Uh, the multiple means of fraud that resulted in the supposed win for Biden when it was actually a landslide for Trump. But yes, we focus also on the systemic problem with the dominion machines. We have an expert who's identified that the vote for Biden was 5% overall greater wherever there were dominion machines than any of the other votes. That is essentially the amount of votes that they can flip and, and brag about being able to flip we know from one of our uh, one of our witnesses that these machines were created in venezuela and the entire process was started there to make sure mr chavez won every election and then of course the wall street journal i think today featured venezuela's rigged election for maduro this is the same technology the same equipment it came out of venezuela to be used here Uh, I would imagine our three-letter agencies have a role in it. We're essentially fighting the entire globalist elite power structure that wants to control the world for their own financial benefit. And frankly, that includes a lot of American corporations that have international interests and want to do business with China, have made back deals with the Chinese and untold numbers of politicians who have done the same thing.
6: You know, two years ago, I would have said, that sounds crazy. But after all that's happened, I think you're absolutely right. (laughs) I think this is the way the world works. By the way, I do want to ask you about the servers overseas. Dominion. uh,
1: Wait, we'll get back to that because the president is live and I want you guys to hear him. And uh, thank you for that. I was waiting on another channel to see it and it wasn't up. So um, this is the Operation Warp Speed Vaccine Summit. Here we go
7: of the United States.
3: Thank you very much. Please. Thank you very much. Appreciate it very much. I'm honored to welcome doctors, scientists, industry executives, and state and local leaders to our historic Operation Warp Speed Vaccine Summit. It's been some journey for all of us. It's been an incredible success. We're grateful to be joined by Vice President Mike Pence, who has done an absolutely incredible job on the Coronavirus Task Force. Mike, thank you. Stand up, Mike. Great job. We're here to discuss a monumental national achievement from the instant the coronavirus invaded our shores. We raced into action to develop a safe and effective vaccine at breakneck speed. It would normally take five years, six years, seven years, or even more. In order to achieve this goal, we harnessed the full power of government, the genius of American scientists, and the might of American industry to save millions and millions of lives all over the world. We're just days away from authorization from the FDA, and we're pushing them hard, at which point we will immediately begin mass distribution. Before Operation Warp Speed, the typical time frame for development, and approval, as you know, uh, could be infinity. And we were very, very happy that uh, we were able to get things done at a level that nobody has ever seen before the gold standard vaccine has been done in less than nine months on behalf of the entire nation i want to thank everyone here today who has been involved in this extraordinary american initiative i also want to recognize members of my administration who have worked tirelessly in this effort Uh, alex azar please alex where's alex thank you alex great job Monsef Slawi, where are you, Monsef? Thank you very much, great job. A man who's now gonna be very important, General Gus Perna, I have no doubt about it, right? Logistics. Jared Kushner's worked so hard, where's Jared? Jared, wherever you may be. Thank you, thank you, Jared. Dr. Deborah Burks. Deborah, thank you very much, Deborah. Admiral Brett Guar. Where is Brett? Great job you've been doing, Brett. Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Jerome, thank you very much. Terrific. Dr. Robert Redfield. Robert, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Administrator Seema Verma. Seema, thank you. Dr. Peter Marks. Peter? Where's Peter? Thank you. Paul Mango, Adam Bowler and Brad Smith. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you all very much. Incredible job and and many others also. Many, many others. We're also grateful to be joined by Governors Greg Abbott. Who's Greg? Bill Lee. Bill? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Ron DeSantis, Ron, thank you, Ron, thank you, thank you very much, great job, Ron, and John Bell Edwards, John Bell, thank you, thank you, John Bell, thank you very much, as well as Senator John Barrasso, who's a fantastic doctor also, by the way, I have to say, when we, when I need info on that subject, I call up John, thank you, John, very much. Senator Steve Daines, congratulations on a great win, great win. That was easier than you thought, it turned out, right? It was a little easier than you thought. Great going, we're proud of you. Congressman Greg Walden, Greg, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And Congressman Brad Wenstrup, thank you, Brad. Great job and many, many others. My administration provided a total of $14 billion to accelerate vaccine development and to manufacture all of the top candidates in advance, long in advance. As a result of this unprecedented investment, we are exceedingly proud that both Pfizer and Moderna have announced that their vaccine is approximately 95% effective, which is a number that nobody expected to be able to get to, far exceeding anything that really we that anybody thought. We went out and we said, what do you think a maximum would be? And I think doctors, we all came up to the conclusion that something like that would be really incredible. We have other candidates looking right now. We have uh, some big ones who are going to be announcing very soon. We have some companies, great, great companies out there you all know about, Johnson & Johnson and, uh, and others. And they're all coming in and they're coming in very quickly. We expect to have some news on that very shortly. And uh, we have worked very well with the companies, but if for any reason we have any problems, we will be instituting the Defense Production Act, and we will make sure that we don't have any problems for very long we've instituted it before. Two additional companies, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson. Uh, As you know, the Johnson & Johnson's a one-dose, one-shot vaccine, so we're gonna see how that works. That would be very helpful if that all came out, and I think it probably will also. They're showing tremendous, uh, tremendous promise. All of them, tremendous promise. We're we're uh, we're very hopeful that the FDA will authorize the Pfizer vaccine within days. We've got to get it moving, and Moderna vaccine almost immediately thereafter. Uh, large numbers of tests and samples have been done, so hopefully that'll go very quickly. If authorized, tens of millions of vaccine doses will be available this month. And we'll get it distributed very quickly. we have that all set. And hundreds of millions more will quickly follow. Every American who wants the vaccine will be able to get the vaccine. And uh, we think by spring, we're going to be in a position that uh, nobody would have believed possible just a few months ago. You know, <laughs> amazing. Really amazing. They say, it's, they say it's somewhat of a miracle. And I think that's true. The plan we put forward prioritizes the elderly and patients with underlying conditions, as well as health care workers and first responders. The uh, ultimate decision rests with the governors of the various states. And I hope the governors make wise decisions who will decide where the vaccines will go in their state and who will get them first. We urge the governors to put America's seniors first, and also I think those who work with seniors, which obviously you're going to have to do that. I think they have to go together and uh, doctors, nurses, first responders etc. This uh, will quickly and dramatically reduce deaths and hospitalizations and within a short period of time I think uh, we want to get back to normal. The very standard phrase, we want to just get back to normal, get back to where we were a little more than nine months ago. We're doing incredibly and in many respects we're still doing incredibly with our stock markets and everything else which are hitting all new highs. We've already finalized a partnership with Walgreens and CVS, whose executives join us today. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. We appreciate it very much. And they will deliver vaccines directly to nursing homes as soon as the states request that they do so. Later today, General Gus Perna will outline the detailed plan to rapidly distribute the vaccine to every state, territory and tribe. States have designated over 50,000 sites that will receive the vaccine. We've worked very closely with the states. Actually, we've had very good relationships with the governors. I almost think all of the governors, at least in those conference calls, that are somewhat secret, other than sometimes, on occasion, Mike, the press will break in, which is fine too. It's amazing how you leave those rooms and about 10 seconds later, there wasn't even time for a leak. They were on the call, but that's all right. So you assume that. You always assume that. But they'll be going through pharmacies, hospitals, healthcare providers. Through our partnership with FedEx, UPS, and McKesson, we'll ship doses from warehouses directly to the designated sites. And we're thrilled to be joined by representatives of those really great American companies. Those companies have worked with us and they've been incredible to work with and I want to thank you all for being here please thank you very much thank you thank you very much as I've stated all along and I guess as you saw pretty vividly I heard about the uh, I heard about what they were going to show prior to my coming you saw that very few people thought that this was possible Uh, of course they'll be saying now we always told you it was so but we have them saying a little bit different but uh it has been incredible and it will end the pandemic. It will end the pandemic and we're working with other nations as you see actually by looking at your screen today, we're working very closely with other nations also to get the vaccines out to other nations. And uh, it's very important. We work with the world. We're working with the world. We have great companies and we're working with the world. In just a few minutes, I'll sign an executive order to ensure that the United States government Prioritizes the getting out of the vaccine to American citizens before sending it to other nations. Now, if necessary, I told you, we'll invoke uh, the Defense Production Act, but we don't think it will be necessary. If it is, it's a very powerful act, as you know, because uh, we've used it uh, very, very successfully. Uh, While we begin to swiftly deploy the vaccine, we'll continue to expand the availability of groundbreaking therapies since april advances in treatments have already helped reduce the mortality rate by 85 percent think of that 85 percent it's an incredible number i've delivered on my solemn promise to make the antibody treatments they're brilliant they're highly successful available to every american and we're doing that free of cost totally free of cost, making them available and uh, they're available now and if somebody gets sick uh, it works uh, where they go and they get treatment if that's what the doctors are prescribing and uh, it's been incredible the success and so when you hear 85 percent, that's some number to me that's a number that goes along with anything else uh, including the vaccines when you think about it as well as we've done with the vaccines when you hear 85 uh, percent people People find that one hard to believe, but you look at the stats and you see what's happening and you look at other countries, they're having tremendous difficulties in Europe, tremendous, beyond, relatively beyond what we're having. They're having them all over the world, but this will vanquish the, the problem, this horrible scourge, as I call it, the China virus, because that's where it came from. And the virus uh, has really uh, been looked at and studied all over the world and our scientists, our industrial and economic uh, mobilization has been like nobody else in the world could have done. And uh, it's very important that we share that with others and other nations. I've worked and invoked the Defense Production Act over 100 times to manufacture essential supplies in the United States, despite the grim projections from the media eight months ago where they said this was impossible. They actually said, and you saw that, A little bit but i could give you uh two hours worth of it uh but they said it will never happen you could never do it it was a pipe dream uh but we uh we did something that nobody thought was possible and we also did it where no american who has needed a ventilator has been denied a ventilator uh when we when this first came out we weren't equipped for that nobody was equipped for that and we're now making ventilators and uh we have all we need in this country but we're sending them to countries all over the world we're making thousands and thousands of ventilators a month the united states has also created the largest most advanced and most innovative testing program in the world by far we've conducted over 200 million tests think of that 200 million tests more than all of the european union combined it's not even close just 10 months ago none of these innovations even existed the tremendous progress that we've made is a testament to what our nation is capable of. When America is faced with a challenge, we come through and we always come through to overcome every hardship and surmount every obstacle. And I think you'll be seeing that over the next few months. Uh, The numbers should skyrocket downward. We are the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. Today, we're on the verge of another American medical miracle and that's what people are saying people that aren't necessarily big fans of Donald Trump are saying whether you like him or not. This is one of the greatest miracles in the history of modern day medicine or any other medicine any other age of medicine. American companies were the first to produce a verifiably safe and effective vaccine. Together we will defeat the virus and we will soon end the pandemic and we will save millions and millions of lives, both in our country and all over the world. And we've already started. Thank you again to every person here today and for the incredible achievements uh, that you've done. You're gonna be very proud of this day and you're gonna be very proud of this period of time because nobody thought this was possible. Nobody thought it was even remotely possible to do what we've done in a period of less than nine months, uh, something that just not uh, even thinkable. And uh, we took a lot of heat when we said this is our goal. And we frankly weren't even quite uh, using the numbers that we use, we far exceeded what we thought. If it we said sometime next year, I think most people would have said that would be great. That would be a miracle. Uh, but we did it long before sometime next year. So now I wanna ask several leaders who have been crucial in this effort to join me on stage as I signed the executive order to ensure that American citizens have first priority to receive American vaccines, and then we're going to be working with other countries all over the world. And I think we'll be able to start doing that almost immediately also, because we have millions of doses coming in. So, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, it's a great honor. So, let's see here. I guess we have to do our vice president. (laughs)
10: Spread that around. Spread that well.
14: Thank you, Mr. President.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Any questions, please? Thank you. Thank you you all. Any questions, please? Question? Yes, please. Yeah, well, CDC puts out their guidelines and the very important guidelines. But uh, I think this, I think that the vaccine was our goal. That was number one, because that was the way, uh, it was the way it ends, plus you do have an immunity, you develop immunity over a period of time. And I hear we're close to 15%, I'm hearing that, and that is terrific. That's a very powerful vaccine in itself. Uh, and just tremendous progress has been made. Uh, One of the reasons we do show so many, and I say this and I've been saying it for a long time, so many cases is because of the fact that we have 200 million tests and you take, uh, I think India is actually in second place with just a fraction of that number. So we're uh, many times greater than the second country and India has 1.4 billion people where our testing program has been incredible. And we actually are also coming out with new tests very shortly that will make the process even easier. And you won't need doctors necessarily to do the test. So we have some incredible tests coming out in a very short period of time. Y'all, yeah, please. Uh,
6: some of these scientific officials here in this room have encouraged Americans not to travel this holiday season, not to go to large gatherings across the street. You've been holding holiday parties with hundreds of people not wearing masks. Why are you modeling a different behavior to the American people than what you're yeah. trying
3: to tell. Well, they're Christmas parties, and uh, frankly, we've reduced the number very substantially, as you know, and I see a lot of people at the parties wearing masks. I mean, I ha- I would say that uh, I look out at the audience at those parties who we have a lot of people wearing masks, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, please. Uh, over here. Go ahead.
7: The next administration will be the one ultimately that implements a lot of the distribution of this vaccine and will oversee much of the future of the way Operation Warp Speed goes forward. Why not include members of the Biden transition team as part of this summit that you're hosting
3: today? Well, we're going to have to see who the next administration is because uh, we won in those swing states and uh, there was uh, terrible things that went on. So we're going to have to see who the next administration is. But whichever the next administration is will really benefit by what we've been able to do with this incredible science, uh, the doctors, all of the people that came up, the lab technicians, the work, the work that's been done is incredible. And it will be incredible for the next administration. And hopefully the next administration will be the Trump administration, because you can't steal hundreds of thousands of votes. You can't have fraud and deception and all of the things that they did and then slightly win a swing state. And you just have to look at the numbers, look at what's been on tape, look at all the corruption, and we'll see. You can't win an election like that. So hopefully the next administration uh, will be the Trump administration, a continuation, which has led us to the highest stock markets we've ever had, the best employment numbers we've ever had, a rebuilt military. Uh, If you look at uh, the tax reductions are the greatest in history the regulation reductions, the greatest in history. It leads us to Space Force, which nobody thought was possible. All of the things we've done and we were rewarded with a victory. Now let's see whether or not somebody has the courage, whether it's a legislator or legislatures, or whether it's a justice of the Supreme Court or a number of justices of the Supreme Court. Let's see if they have the courage to do what everybody in this country knows is right. I received almost 75 million votes, the highest number of votes in the history of our country for a sitting president, 12 million more than the 63 million we received four years ago. President Obama received 3 million less in his second term and he won easily. I received 12 million more, which by the way is a record, 12 million more. And they say that when the numbers came out, and the numbers came through machines and all of those ballots were taken away and added. All you have to do is turn on your local television set and you'll see what happened with thousands of ballots coming out from under tables with all of the terrible things you saw. All you have to do is take a look and if somebody has the courage, I know who the next administration will be. And I'll tell you what, life will be much easier for this country because of what we've done right now And because of a lot of the people in this room, the job you've done on the vaccine, together with a lot of others, has been a modern day miracle. And it's really been acknowledged as such. And I wanna thank you, I wanna give you my love, and I wanna give you my thanks because you're very special people. And now, good luck. You distribute that general and really set records, okay? Set records just like we've been doing for four years. Thank you very much. Thank you everybody, thank you.
0: That's
1: our president. The interpreter looks like she's kind of out of breath for some reason. So that was great listening to him say what he needed to say. We love him. That's our president. He loves America. And he said what was needed to be put out. I mean, I saw cat turd tweet out. While I was watching this, oh, what happened? Did someone like cure the flu or something along the lines? Let me just see, because Twitter didn't like what I tweeted out about Brennan, and they temporarily had me check that I'm not a bot. It's just so happens whenever I tag him in something, it's like they really want to like f- hone in on my device. So, um, Cat Turd, <laughs> two <laughs> on Twitter, had um, tweeted out. A question. I'm trying to find what the heck is going on here. This all going crazy. Um, Cat Turd Two said, "Where's the yearly flu? Didn't everybody hear? No more flu. COVID has cured that, right?" Um, so that was that was interesting. And everyone DM me. Oh my gosh, your account is now being censored after my tweet about Brendan. Of course, <laughs> always happens. Digital camouflage, digital camouflage since 2009, digital camouflage. So um, that was great listening to our president. Um, that was uh, pretty awesome, right? Pretty awesome. Now let's just shift gears so we can tie this up on what you need to know about the voter fraud uh, that's going on. We're doing exactly what the Democrats wanted us to do, which is march it to the legislature um, and it's necessary to do it like that. I mean, we got to let Brennan's little cronies think that they're all over this and that they, ooh, they're they a step ahead and they've got eyes on everything. Man, I'm the biggest wrench you've seen. Um, not just me. <laughs> there's a lot of wrenches. And um, kind of like what uh, Patrick Burns said yesterday, there's a small group of people, but there's thousands of other people Breaking that information and all this stuff down because uh, it's a collective effort. Now, before we get to Sydney Powell and uh, the servers overseas, we already know that they're counting votes overseas. We already know um, that China is a threat. We already know that it's the off-the-shelf components that are in these machines that are causing the vulnerabilities for other nations to come in. We already know all this. And what's horrific is, is that we have video, we have audio, we have pictures, we have evidence, and everyone's pretending like it doesn't exist. It's like that time when CNN or was it NBC? They were reporting at the George Floyd thing and they were like, these are mostly peaceful protesters. And right behind him was a building on fire. And you were just like, is this guy for real? Like, is he for real now? Um disappointment for me was that uh Rudy Giuliani has been coveted. Uh he um was interviewed on OAN, and I want to play the last five minutes of that interview uh for you uh before we jump back over to Sydney Powell's statements when they asked her about the servers in Germany. The servers my listeners knew about, and those that have been watching my writings from 2018, because I told the world about the German servers in 2018. Just like in 2018, I told you that they were unmasking General Flynn. I even titled the article Unmasking in 2018 and put a picture of the guy who was the ambassador for the United States and Russia, who happened to be on that list that you know, our amazing Rick Grinnell released, and it was way before the Kislyak call that he was unmasking him. But, you know, I'm just good at Googling things. Now Let's listen to Giuliani.
15: Stone and the, the, the raid that happened at his house, I believe it was in Florida. I looked at the tapes of that. It was like worse than the raid that they did on El Chapo uh, many years ago. It, it's it's just really incredible how they treat people in the Trump yes. orbit. But look, but look and you're right, happens, Mayor. The question is, where is the DOJ?
10: Look what happens when they have a bank heist. This looks like a bank heist. If, if you don't move immediately on this, I don't know why you're the FBI. Yeah. And so
15: I mean, this, this,
10: there's no doubt about this. There's no doubt they're ca- counting phony ballots. You don't do it at 2.30 in the morning and throw everybody out.
15: So you I believe. we have to be
10: foolish to think it was any other purpose to it.
15: Yeah.
10: So now go get those. They waited too long already, but you never know. They may have left something behind. Everything should have been confiscated. Everything should have been seized. Of course, it should have been done two weeks ago. But we don't have an FBI.
15: Yeah, so the FBI is not doing anything looking into voter fraud right now, is what you're saying.
10: I I just don't know. I did this work for 17 years. I can't imagine not jumping on that within two minutes of seeing it.
15: Yeah, it must be really frustrating to have all, of this, all of this evidence and witnesses that are willing to come forward or have come forward and nothing's really being done. And you've been around from state to state. I watched the Michigan hearing, I watched the Arizona hearing, watched the Georgia hearing, many, many hours. Uh, what do you think are the biggest takeaways? And then what are the next steps? Will you continue to do election hearings? It feels like we're running out of time.
10: The next step is to pray to God to give some of our Republican members courage uh, to have courage uh, to respond to the chicanery and stealing of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party takes advantage of, the, of, the, of us because they feel we're suckers. And I sat there in Michigan and I watched these Republican uh, legislators so pained, finding it so difficult to do what they have to do. You know, sometimes in this uh, government, you're you're the one that's called upon to make the difficult decision. The Constitution of the United States put the puts the finger on the state legislature. Under Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution, there's evidence now that every one of these state legislatures should have a special session, call these witnesses, put them under oath. Each one of them can make a finding that Biden lost that vote by well over hundreds of thousands of votes. I mean, Georgia is a, is a, is a uh, uh, just a it's a one day here. Th- those votes alone. Disqualified Biden. Right there. That's it. Gone. He's not, he didn't win Georgia.
15: Yeah. How concerned are you about the Georgia Senate runoff? So uh, there was a Stop the Steal rally the other day, and uh, attorney Lynn Wood, who's one of President Trump's attorneys, He's been a Trump supporter, if you will. He was under fire for suggesting people shouldn't even, Republicans shouldn't even go out to vote. I think that's a bad move, but I can see where he's coming from is that there's frustration that there was voter fraud in Georgia. Nothing's being done. A lot of the Republicans have abandoned President Trump in this. And uh, you know, a lot of people are wondering if their vote's going to count. Uh, What's your reaction to what he said at the Stop the Steal rally?
10: I don't think Lynn should have said that. I think people should vote for the two Republicans in that race to save us from the devastation of what the Democrats want to do to us, uh, which is to make us a socialist country, to increase our taxes to 70 or 80%, to give money away to Iran, to uh, endanger our security in North Korea, and to put a total incompetent in the White House, a man who probably is going to be out within two years based on dementia. I mean, of course they should vote for these two Republicans. On the other hand, I, I can understand the frustration of the Republicans, they feel they're being double-crossed by the professional Republicans. They feel, and they know now, they voted for Donald Trump. And the professional Republicans don't have the guts to stand up and say that. And uh, Professor Eastman told them last night, bluntly, you've got the power to do it, you've got the evidence to do it, the ball is in your court, and now the question is, do you have the will to do it?
15: And
10: I, I, I am praying that they do. I'm praying that they have the will to do it. I mean, courage is a rare commodity,
15: but it's probably
10: the thing that God rewards the most.
15: Yeah, and and you know a lot about courage because you took down the mob, and uh, now we have you here exposing the voter fraud happening in states, the battleground states across the country. Uh, Well, Mayor, we're gonna have to leave it here. We appreciate you. you
10: I'll, I'll I'll give the governor one piece of advice on how to win that state. Call a special election, have two days of hearings, and if you agree that this vote went to Trump, award the electors to Trump. Yeah. They'll win by seventy percent.
15: Yeah. I, again, it's really hard to wrap your 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 mind around Biden winning an election. He he didn't even leave Be his. Sure of Republicans don't believe this was a free and fair election. Even 30% of Democrats don't believe it was fair. And you think about him and the rallies that he held, he could hardly get like 20 people there. It's really hard to believe that he got some 80 million votes. I'm not buying it. Well, Mayor, we're, we're totally out of time. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Good to see you. Wow, she cut him off real quick, didn't she? Time was up, huh? Well, that's true. How did Biden get all those voters if, you know, everybody loves Biden? Well, hmm, well, it may have to do with this. So you're going to be like, what? Here is a report that Maria Bartiromo put out uh, talking about Biden's expanding cabinet. But the interesting part is how China is creating super soldiers. This is how you're going to understand. Remember, Shadowgate, remember, Shadownet, okay. Super soldiers don't have to be real people too.
16: Threat, you were really among the first people to come on this program and raise the red flag about China. You told us that they were building uh, a a very strong military. We know that they've got the largest Navy in the world. Well, the Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, uh, joined me on Sunday Morning Futures this weekend to talk about uh, the intelligence that shows the Chinese communist party and what it's doing here's John Radcliffe
5: it's called gene editing it's altering dna and it's one of the things that our intelligence shows that china is doing they've got a the prc the people's republic of china has 2 million strong in its military and it's trying to make them stronger through uh, you know gene editing that's just one of the ways that uh, uh, you know china is trying to um, essentially dominate the planet and set the rules in the world order. And, and why it's so important and people need to understand is this is an authoritarian regime. It doesn't care about people's individual rights. We've seen what they've done to the Uyghurs. We've seen what they've done in Hong Kong. Um, it's about putting the state first. And um, that is the exact opposite of what has always made America great
16: What's your reaction? We've talked about what they're doing in their use of artificial intelligence in the military. But to actually do this gene editing and have this program to test members of the PLO, two million communists, to try to make them better and more equipped to handle extreme weather, more equipped to handle chemical attacks. Pretty extraordinary the lengths that they're going, General.
4: Yes, it's not surprising. You know, as Director Radcliffe said, this is an authoritarian, it's a repressive regime that uh, as a premium is, is constantly in control of its people. And, and the fact that they're trying to use gene editing tools uh, to, to change the nature of human beings um, is not surprising because this is who they really are. And we had that similar experience, did we not? Uh, with Nazism and that authoritarian regime trying to conduct human experiments to do the very same thing. It, it's really to advance the Chinese Communist Party and the state is what this is This is all about. And the fact that they take human beings and put them through this is quite something else. And the, and the ethical questions that surround that are certainly serious. It's one thing to use yeah. techniques like that to control disease. It's another thing when you're altering human beings. That, that is that is clearly something that the United States uh, and like-minded countries' democracies would never take on.
16: I mean, is China readying to go to war with the United States? And meanwhile, you've got the financial services companies all in on China. Goldman Sachs gonna acquire 100% of its securities firm there.
4: What China wants to do, Maria, is dominate and control the Asia Pacific region which they have made some real progress at, at the expense of the United States. They are the most rapidly growing military in the world. They have a very strong economy. They're in a technology race right. to control the advanced technologies of the world. They want to dominate and control the world and change the international order, but they want to do it without having to fight a war. And they, they want to avoid that war, but they will use their military to, to bully, to intimidate, and if necessary, yeah. go to conflict if necessary. But they are, given the success they have had and the progress they've made um, okay. avoiding conflict, that's that's really where they yeah. are.
16: All right, General, we're going to leave it there. But I did want to ask you real quick, do you think that the U.S. should get back into the Iran nuclear deal? That's what Jack's, uh, Jake Sullivan said uh, Joe Biden would do.
4: I don't think we should get back into the nuclear deal as it was previously constructed, because we know it's Flawed. I think they have unbelievable leverage from the Trump administration in terms of the sanctions, the progress made with the Arabs yeah. and the Israelis to leverage the Iranians and get a better deal. They have that opportunity before them. Don't just we'll knee say- jerk and remove the sanctions. Use some leverage against them. I think the, the Iranians would have come forward and negotiated yeah. with President Trump if he was reelected because they're in a very desperate situation. We have leverage now that we did not have in 24 14 and 2015.
16: All right, General, we'll be
1: watching. Thanks so much. Good to see you this morning, sir. How do you guys feel knowing that for years, those of you that have been listening to Tory Says are now understanding and thinking like generals? Because uh, everything that you guys comment on, you see how he says they don't want to get a war. They're not doing it that way. Whoop. And then we had, you know, the Israelis come out and tell us about aliens yesterday. That's the last thing we needed right now. But what um, I want you guys to understand is your credentials, all of you, are that you are American citizens and American voters. That makes you the most decorated voice in the United States of America. Understand that. Not the medals. Not the service. Not your job, not your bank account, but the fact that your voice is what's important as a whole. You are the generals of our nation. You are the soldiers of this nation. You are the Senate, Congress, and you are the executive office because everyone there has been put there by you. And it's important that we understand that. Your voice matters a lot more than Maria Bartiromos, than anybody on your TV, than any blue check mark, your voice is the most important one. And when we collectively say things together in one voice, we are heard from space. That's how loud we are. So the Chinese can build walls from space, but no way can they be louder than our voice. That's a fact. So now, With these elections, we've, I walked you through the whole plan, the whole thing, what's going to happen, who's going to do what. And here we're going to see, uh, former Michigan state Senator, Patrick Kolbeck, who's certified Microsoft small business specialist. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to knock it, but those of you that, you know, everybody can be a certified small tech specialist with, you know, Microsoft. Let's be dead honest. But what I want to do is play the first two minutes of this just so that you guys can see that he's telling you and the world what I told you guys years ago. Just listen.
11: Compliment, I think, to Colonel Walter's testimony here because uh, um kind of got a unique experience regarding this whole election process. Um First of all, I am a former Michigan State Senator. I served on the Senate Michigan Senate Elections and Government Reform Committee. I took those duties very seriously to the point of diagramming out all of our election processes. So I had a pretty good understanding of how elections were supposed to work from a book perspective. Um, but I have another perspective that's useful to this discussion is that, um something that I couldn't do while I was running for office is actually uh, I served as a poll challenger in Detroit at the AV County board um, for the election day from 5 p.m through the next day into the evening of the following day on November 4th so I was actually at the Detroit a. County board heard about all the things that happened there all the cardboard up on the windows yes I was there I was one of the people blocked from returning back into the Trader be counting board so uh, I could resume my duties as poll challenger as up training our next batch of poll challengers as to what they need to look out for and what we had been seeing. And uh, coincidentally, by the way, that was when they were counting the military ballots, which um, just get to know that's when they duplicate the ballots because the military ballots come in in a format that's different from those that can be read by these tabulators. And if you don't have a Republican and a Democrat watching that, it's right for. malfeasance if you will and that's exactly what happened so along with that background I'm actually a certified Microsoft small business specialist in addition to being that I actually did cabling design in the international space station so I I have no problem working with technology so it's kind of a unique background and uh, um, and just so happened that I was right there on the Detroit AV accounting board on the night of the election so I'm gonna focus in on just highlight three areas of the diagram that Colonel Waldron just showed you because uh, that's important for everybody to understand for people on the ground. These are the key pieces of technology. You talked about ImageCast Central. That's the equipment that I witnessed out at the Detroit County Board. It features a high-speed scanner and a workstation associated with it. These were networked in turn with uh, adjudicator machines, which anything that was rejected by the high-speed scanner would go over to this adjudicator machine. That was part of the absentee ballot counting suite, if you will, for Dominion. In addition, they had something that uh, was called local data center where all the election officials would work from a central uh, computer workstation with a series of laptops, et cetera, that that were connected to the rest of these computers. We'll get into that a little bit later here. But that image cast central area is one of the key pieces of or key um, um, systems, if you will, that are on the ground Um, for the absentee ballots in particular. If you're at an in-person polling location, you'll have the image cast precinct um, set up and that's on the right hand side of this diagram. Up on the top is kind of the local data center and the uh, kind of the um, eye in the sky, the overarching look at what's going on with the election. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit more detail later. And as you guys know, Dominion voting systems was used here in Arizona in Maricopa County. And um, they were using some of the same equipment we were just talking about in regards to image cast precincts. All right, so let's go to this chain of custody, and I I, I could go into a lot more detail on this chain of custody, um, and I'll, I'll but I'm gonna, I like to simplify it into just four key artifacts: qualified voter file, i.e., who's registered to go off and vote in your state; number two, poll book—that's a precinct-specific extract of the data from your qualified voter file; um, the ballot itself, pretty important artifact, right? But then in the spirit of the old Stalin quote, it's not he who votes that counts, it's the one who counts the vote that counts. You gotta look at the ballot tabulator and how the votes are tallied. And that was my focus um, when I went to the Detroit AV counting board. I was one of those folks that was not specifically assigned to any particular counting station. I was looking at the big picture and we'll go over what I found here in a sec. First of all, everybody uh, hopefully has seen the idea that there's been a lot of uh, anomalies. This is our first clue that something's happened. When you're on the ground, you can see all the things that are happening, you know, onesie, twosie style, you say, hey, wait a minute, that- that
1: I'm sorry, do you see this thing right here? What is it called? Algorithm detection. You mean algorithm? (laughs) Okay. The algorithm that I've been talking about for like forever and a day. (laughs) man, I'm telling you, they are so screwed. You have no idea how screwed these people are. We caught them all. Not only on camera, we caught them all. Every single one of them have been caught. In addition, not only in the United States, we caught them elsewhere too. So let's get back to that video so we can end um, today's Tory show. Tory says show segment. Let's go back where he asks her the question. Look at his face when he's asking. All right, let's get to this.
6: Crazy. But after all that's happened, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is the way the world works. By the way, I do want to ask you about the servers overseas. Dominion uh, reportedly has all kinds of internet connections. And for whatever reason, they were counting the votes in places like Spain and Germany. You've seen the reports. Maybe you know firsthand that You know, some of these servers may or may not have been seized. Overseas equipment of Dominion taken possession of by forces friendly to the United States. Do you know anything about that?
14: I am hoping it's the Department of Defense that has them. That is certainly who should have them because it's a national security risk. The Dominion systems should never have been allowed in this country. They are internationally owned. Our votes were counted in Frankfurt, Germany, and altered in Barcelona, Spain and other places we simply cannot allow that as the united states of america we must maintain sovereignty over all our crucial systems and
1: i just wanted to say i was knee deep in packet tracing yesterday right and and um the first thing that i found with my tracing of you know, this is you know pretty interesting they get parked in england they get parked in England and then parsed in England. I'm not even going to mention the name of where, what company is owned by who, because then I can see the Chan boards lighting up
14: with all those.
1: So I'm just going to say they get parked in England.
14: The voting system is one of them. The fact that the Scipius, the organization of uh, heads of various agencies, ever approved this a number of years ago. Is- I find absolutely appalling.
6: Supreme Court, tomorrow for you?
14: I'm sorry, I missed that.
6: Will you be in the Supreme Court tomorrow? You said emergency relief. Does that entail you going there? How's that gonna actually work?
14: Uh, That's gonna work as fast as we can humanly make it work. It may not be tomorrow, but we also have a case out of Michigan that needs to go, a case out of Arizona that may very well wind up there. There should be at least three states before the Supreme Court With enough electoral votes to change the outcome before
1: the end of the week. Sidney Powell, I wish I was an attorney and I could help out, or I knew the dramatic music is just really cheese, right? So, yeah, Arizona, it's actually, I'm going to be very involved in that. So, 305, Tory, and bunches of more. Uh, I think that's happening on Thursday or tomorrow. I don't know. One of the two. Like she said, it's key. So, where are we at? What's happening today? A lot's happening today. I can tell you this week is like super awesome. Very awesome. I can also tell you that even though we're complaining that there aren't any arrests, that no one's going to jail, that all this stuff is happening and it's going in the darkness, I'm going to peek into the future and tell you that there are two sealed indictments already in regards to that. I won't say from where, okay, but I can tell you that things are moving along in that direction. So, um, having said that, um, I will be on and off on, Telegram. I like to hang out with you guys on Telegram, you know that, Um, because I have a lot of things that I'll be doing today. But uh, I want you to know that this week, you'll have a little bit of peace uh, with what is to be put out there. And um, the indicator, I would say, is um, my dancing zebra. um, it's on. And I want you all to remember that, you know, it's, yeah, okay. I'm a bit of a gaslighter. I am. I have to admit that I like to gaslight. I like to, yeah, I really do like to gaslight, especially corrupt people, because I've said this before, the way you can get them to trip up is by gaslighting them. So I gaslight a lot. And right now I'm extremely, extremely, into gaslighting the intelligence community that's playing dumb. And that's why I was like, well, you know, they're just like, oh, we know that Brennan runs some operations out of some, we just don't know where. And it's like his wife is a damn real estate agent. Hello. Everyone's pretending. Pretending they don't know what's going on. Pretending that they have no idea. So I'm um, just saying (laughs) I'm... I've taken a blowtorch and today it's going to be I'll I'll um I'll share on the telegram a picture of a gift um that's going somewhere. I don't know if I should. Well, maybe I'll take a picture of it with the with a person holding it. How's that? Uh so um, if you're not on the telegram chat, you should. Um that's russian code it gets updated. I mean any of anybody that has it on their desktop, you know how many times it gets updated, right? Um Until we get our own safe, you know, space net, you know, quantum blockchain, publicly accessed free intranet and leave all of the rest on the outliers, um, we got to make a do's, right? We got to make a do's. So things are happening. Things are moving quite quickly. You'll be surprised and for those of you that are going to be down in dc for the women's for trump stop the steal thing um hopefully we'll run into each other i don't know i'm i may be preoccupied and i don't think i want to go because i'm going to tell you this now black lives matter plaza is going to be packed with all the little faction groups i tweeted out a picture where they put out uh, the battle cry for it so um it's a uh, It's going to be scary. This is where they're going to get really scary. So um, for those of you that are on Telegram and looking for it, just search for Tori says plus chat, all one word, and you'll be able to find it. Um, And, I want to wish everyone a wonderful evening. I will see you guys tomorrow around the same time. You know, if I have a meeting, I may be running late, but today I actually had someone fix the audio. So I hope that was better um, where they tabulated and um, fixed my firmware while I was um, doing other things. So that's why I was late today. So again, much love, God bless. And remember, it's not about setting the world on fire, even though fires torch things to create the land more fertile. Did you know that? That if a forest actually burns, the next forest that grows on top of the burnt forest is actually richer and greener and better. Just saying.
0: To set the world on fire I just want to start A flame in your In my heart, I have but one desire, and that one is you, no other way.